You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. The correct Auburn Arena time is 8.42 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Harvard by College at Magnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Senator Crow. Drew Croson at Senator Crow 2 on Twitter at Senator Crow is where you'll find me on Venmo, aka the Complaint Department. If you have any complaints, tips, tricks for this podcast, please pay me a dollar and leave them in the comments on Venmo. I can't wait to see if that works. It's already worked once, actually, so we know that it is going to work. Um, I hope that this podcast is mixed well enough for those of you who did leave me a comment and a dollar because, you know, we try, we aim to please to one side something of like me, that. something like that. Yeah. We aim to shoot to one side of me via the magic of the internet is the rumor monger Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for stat spreadsheets. Ryan, between you uh, Varner, Josh Dub, how many minutes per day is spent compiling the same statistics <laughs> of uh, Auburn basketball probably on the spreadsheet? Yeah. Probably <laughs> too many. I need to get a group text going. <laughs> oh, but you're not all the same, which is the funny part. It's just just different enough. Depending yeah. on your taste. Big, well, like I look at. Varner's and he's got a different uh, box plus minus for some guys than you do. And I'm like, I wonder if they're they're taken from different stats. And then I, I I looked into it. I was like, I think some one of the stat sites had team rebounds listed differently, and so it really affected. Yeah, people's. that's been the problem that I found out. I, I I knew there was a discrepancy last year, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I found it last week where if you look at stats reference, they uh, they don't include the team rebounds. So if it's if they just sum yeah. whatever rebounds got assigned to certain players. But if you look at uh, the stat broadcast for each game, they include team rebounds. Uh, so that kind of throws off some numbers. Yeah, I bet. And to the other side of me, bringing that full Fort Payne ASMR is the AU chief. Take this under advisement, jerkweed. All right, go ahead. What's it from? <laughs> oh, Ryan. The greatest <laughs> Christmas movie ever made. This is from uh, Die Hard. Yes. Um, Jacob Varner. Shout out to Jacob Varner. Shout out to, I mentioned him earlier. Did, to get yeah, you guys should, you guys should de- get your own AuburnStats.com or something like that. Well, Jacob and I had an Auburn Cycling podcast. We talk about loosely Auburn and then mostly professional cycling. But yes, Ryan and Jacob and Josh need a and nerd to some extent need some sort of an Auburn stats. AuburnNerds.com. Well, we that I don't sounds like a com- dating site. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to compete with first of all, I don't want to compete with He's College Mac. Gentle. I don't want to take readers from the beloved College of Magnolia.com, aka the mothership. But I also don't want it to be a, a weird dating site for I don't know, electrical engineering majors at Auburn. Hey, chemical. <laughs> AuburnNurse.com. It'll be like a bunch of people with engineering degrees and then like one random like city planning person who's just like, wait, how did I get in here? I'm in the wrong spot. And then like one theater guy who's super into Star Wars. All different kinds of nerds. 
no women will be on that website. So it'll be really tough. <laughs> it'll be super tough for all parties involved. Does it include the nerds that are really into recruiting? No. No. Oh. Unless he's also a chemical engineering major. But I don't think he was. It's electrical, I think. Oh, there it is. Maybe AU nerd can get on two different ways. <laughs> so she said, all right. So we got to talk basketball. Auburn played three basketball games since the last time we recorded and looked really adequate in two of them and woeful in the third. Mm. Mm. I think we should have just led into that with saying, since the last time we recorded, Auburn won a basketball game. That's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a more upbeat <laughs> That's how you spend it. that, girl. Come on. Well, hey, you know what? Losing to the number one team in America in December, not a big deal. And even even losing the way Auburn Again, lost, the spin is that we held them to fewer points than Kansas did. Sure. Because Auburn is a better basketball program than Kansas. Mm. Uh, well, we've progressed further more recently than they have. That's for sure. That's true. I mean, head-to-head on the court, uh, we saw what happened. So, so yeah. you're con- – at this moment, still the reigning SEC tournament basketball champions, yeah, and Auburn Tigers, fi- and reigning Final Four attendee, um, opened the season with a win in overtime versus St. Joe's, who yeah. was beaten so badly they canceled the program for fourteen days. <laughs> so I take fourteen days off right after that game. Then Auburn goes and plays the number one team in America, Gonzaga, who looked six. 16 hours later. Yeah, who looked every bit of the number one team in America. That team is pros. I didn't think they looked that great the first half. Man. To be honest. The second half. They looked they, really good for the second game of the year. Sure. I, that, I The second half. Freshman they, point guard they got in. Absolutely. So absolutely. They should have been up on us by 30 points in the first half. And yeah. they weren't. That's that's why, that's why I say that I didn't feel like they played that well the first half. Second half, they played like the best team in the country. Are you a believer now, Crow? Are they getting past Sweet 16? I don't know, man. It's still hype. <laughs> Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga folds up, you know, like it's cheap, like a cheap lawn chair when it comes to March Madness. <laughs> but then the third game, Auburn looked defensively great. Well, they uh, – But horrible I, I said this, offense. They looked like a team that had spent the last few days – probably getting tested every day for COVID and were more worried about, Oh, were we exposed and not worried in a like, Oh man, I'm, I'm going to get sick. I'm afraid of getting sick in a like, Oh, am I going to get exposed? And we're not going to play. And they, they really look like a team who had been disrupted by a, uh, worrying about something other than basketball. And they, I think, I think road trips this year in basketball. Yeah. Are going to be weird. Because there's no – in normal years, there's that like team camaraderie. You go out to yeah, eat you, at the yeah, restaurant you, the day before. You hang out at the right. hotel, hang out on the bus. None of that's happening this year. Exactly. It's there's like nothing you, to keep you loose. You're yeah. in your hotel room. Uh, they're probably in some of the ballrooms. I'm wondering if they're making I, – I think the distancing on the sideline is silly. And I'm wondering if they're making them distance – off the court. Too. It wouldn't shock me if they if they are to some extent on road trips. Like I know some schools are going like no roommates overnight, like in hotel rooms. So yeah, I mean, I, I any of that. That and, well, that that to me is smart because you know if one guy gets exposed, then you don't end up with two people out instead of yeah. Just so the then, one. like, were they delivering your food to your room? You're not eating with your buddies if you're with your right. teammates. You aren't riding the you're riding the bus in a mask, probably sitting on it at separate aisles to distance yeah. out. It's, it's weird, man. It's going to be road trips are going to be weird. There's not going to be the home court advantage due to the crowd, but there's definitely yeah. going to be a home court advantage due to the stress of travel yeah. and COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to sleep in your own bed if you're you're the home team. Exactly. Uh, I wonder if that will yeah. affect some teams. I wonder if there'll be some games where. Auburn decides to leave day of the game. I think they're going to do that for most of them. Hey, look, we play uh, it. Anything that's not a morning game, I think. Yeah. So. yeah. We play at 730 tonight and Starkville will fly over there. I mean, we'll fly out at, at noon. Yeah. Well, even if you play at like 11 in Tuscaloosa, like 
well, yeah. drive this. You wake up at I think that was always the, that go. was always the case. But I think like um, the farther games, like playing in Columbia, even, Star- even Starkville, you could do that. In Athens, you could do that. Fayetteville's tough. Oh. Fayetteville's tough. Uh, I imagine they're still flying up to that. I bet they fly to all of them. To be yeah. honest, yeah, maybe they flew to all of them last year. I think. Uh, but then that begs the question: Okay, you're going to take a, uh, you know, however two hour flight in this tiny plane, and Messed then you're going to social distance on the sideline. Like, right. I don't know. The Is that any distance, better or worse than a bus for that same amount of time or a oh, longer no, amount of time? No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like the 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 distancing on the sideline. Yeah, I agree. It's very weird to me. I think that the uh, plane is to probably safer. To say nothing of the fact that they're sweating the and bus. using the same basketball and leaning yeah. on each other. Sure. Right. right. And guys <laughs> are still yelling and the masks aren't staying on at all times. And like it's – it's I don't know. It's a little yeah. weird. I think I, – I hate to be the person like over Thanksgiving I noticed this where it's like, man, are you watching all these games, football, basketball, whatever? And uh, I'm a fairly pro-mask person and – not everybody in my family is, but then I sit there and watch these games and I have to be the one that says, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 the, the sports folks still wearing masks on the sidelines after spending all week together. Uh, I am again, like, Ryan I think said, it's, symbolic, I don't wanna, yeah, I think that's what's going on here. And it, it seems a little silly at this point, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to criticize anybody for wearing a mask, I guess. Yeah, I don't think you're going to convince anybody with your symbolism to wear a mask, but at this point. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, whatever. Um, I would love to see the person that, uh, what are we, eight months in, nine months in, oh, man, you know, Gus was wearing a mask. I guess I should, too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny across all sports to see, uh, and and it's happened in every everything I've watched, to see the coach get so mad he pulls the mask down to start yelling. Yeah. And get in somebody's face, yeah. Every single one of the coaches has done it. (laughs) It's funny. I think you will see people who aren't wearing masks because Coach Saban's been wearing a mask and he got COVID anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So, Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit of the advanced stats. I know that the advanced stats and stats in general in some ways haven't been too kind to the guy that I think is the most talented player currently playing for Auburn right now in basketball, and that's JT Thor. I think JT Thor has had a couple of rough outings, but is doing things that aren't necessarily showing up in the box score, like altering shots. And we'll randomly have a flash where you're like, oh, holy cow, this guy. That's the reason why this guy was going to be the number one recruit in his class before he reclassified. Yeah, I think when you watch him play, I mean, it's somebody that if you were scouting him, you would say, oh, man, this guy's going to be really good. But uh, he's not going to show up stats wise doing anything positive just because he's shooting 10% from three. Yeah, uh, exactly. he's got nice. the highest usage percent on the team. I mean, he, you he want him it. to get these reps now. He made all his free throws against Gonzaga, and they fouled him a ton because <laughs> yeah. because you can't. How do you guard a six foot ten guy on the perimeter? On the perimeter, exactly. So like, he's going to end up being the Mustafa Heron honorary gets the foul line somehow more often than he shoots a, a regular shot as a guard. Um. But yeah, definitely going to have to uh, knock those down uh, a little more than we did the other night, though. Oof. Yeah, that was rough. What, you mean fifty percent's not good? Ah, uh, no. Mm-mm. No, Ryan, your, <laughs> Again, your abbreviation that, here, FTPM, right. is that free throws per per minute? Per minute? Yeah, yeah. So right now he's shooting a free throw. He's shooting about point two seven free throws for every minute he's on the court. Oh wow! He's the highest on the team. Turbo is. Yeah is at a quarter of a free throw for every minute on the court. And he's above that. And that's incredibly high. Yeah. Especially yeah, for a forward, quote unquote. Well, not, I guess not. Really. Well, I mean, it's usually you see the bigger though. guys get to the line more. Like, you know, Austin yeah. Wiley was a master of that last year. Right. Right. Uh, you you expect it from the, a forward that posts yeah. up, not a guy that's out on the perimeter the whole game. Right. Yeah, he's leading the team in touches per minute, and he's not a point guard. So everybody yeah, well, else on the team he, thinks that he, he should be holding the ball. 
<laughs> he well, he also uh, he's a key piece of the uh, uh, the press break because um, he can dribble. Yeah, yeah. He dribbles Although, really confidently, which I was excited about. Yeah, sometimes too confidently. I think. <laughs> yeah, he, he dribbled into like a couple of, like really bad spots the other day. It's just young. It's young guy stuff, and that that's that's what you're seeing from him. Uh, we're seeing young guy stuff across the board here, but especially from him, he's a, he's a guy who, uh, as Crow pointed out in our, uh, in, uh, our snap judgments should still be playing high school basketball right now. Um, he should be playing his first couple of games of his senior year. Yeah. So, uh, he, he would have uh, just completed his, uh, his high school's Thanksgiving, uh, the local radio station Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, well, actually, he wouldn't because he would have been at some academy or, you know, one of those. One of those <laughs> Is he really from good Anchorage, stuff. Alaska? Is that right? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> he's been all over the place. I he I got to know he's got to be an army brat or something because he was born in Nebraska. He live he they keep saying he grew up in Alaska, but I think he was there for for four years, and then he was in Virginia Beach. And then he was in Georgia, I believe, at some point. And well, so he went to Huntington in West Virginia for a year. Okay. And then from there, he went to Norcross last year, which is around Atlanta. Um, so he's been. Yeah, so I, theoretically, he would have graduated high school from Norcross, but. Um, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Um, it kind of <laughs> sounds Johnny like. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe Air Force kid, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. But, uh got to be something like that, right? Yeah. Because those, something cause those like spots that. are all low in gas. Yeah. yeah. Or basketball, maybe. He's just, he's just a, a mercenary. Yeah. I guess. He's a mercenary. <laughs> it's funny. We, 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 can't, we can't say kids are mercenaries right now. That's why we're in trouble, girl. Dude, he's 10, he went 10 for 13 from the free throw line over the last Pretty three good. games. Pretty good. He didn't get to the line as much against uh, – um, UCF. If everybody else was shooting his free throw percentage, we'd be two and one. He also uh, he also has a bit of a foul problem himself, yeah. which again is the young guy thing. Uh, I, I think he is quickly uh, snatching the crown from Horace Spencer in uh, fouls per minute. He's leading the uh, team. See, right, right now he's uh, he's coming out at nine point two fouls per forty. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For comparison's sake, let's see Austin Wiley last year who. Uh, had a foul problem himself. He he was at let's say four point eight, yeah. <laughs> half that. It's pretty it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. But again, that's that's a, a young guy who had a weird preseason, uh, no scrimmages. Uh, it's weird. I think weird he's stuff. going to be really good. Yeah. Oh, he's I think struggling I think, right now. I think he could end up being an elite defender. Um, just with his length and athleticism, and, and the guy, the kind of guys that he'll he'll be asked to to guard. Um, and and uh, so the other thing with with Thor, um, I don't think we were planning on doing a Thor deep dive, but he was he wasn't this big until about a year ago, right? Right. Like he he all of a sudden grew like a foot or something like that, like something crazy. And he was he He's was still a learning how to use a, a lot of body. <laughs> Yeah, he he was a guard, which is why he has all these guard skills, um, and why I like seeing this lineup with him and Stretch, where we have an actual five um, instead of Thor, who's I, I don't think that comfortable in the five spot. Well, well, it seems to like actually guy. Thor's been playing four, and Jalen's been playing the five. Yeah, yeah, which is even weirder. Yeah, because <laughs> as good as Jalen Williams has looked. When he's been on the court, you know he's had foul troubles too. Um, he's he doesn't have the size. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to move him the other way. Like uh, yeah, so we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week about you know maybe Jalen Williams should be the point guard right now. <laughs> uh, the struggles this team's had with you know obviously losing Sharif Cooper, but then Justin Powell looks great uh, off ball. And he's he's been okay at point, um, but you really want to be setting him up to catch and shoot. And uh, Turbo's just kind of struggled so far. 
Um, Jalen Williams has been bringing the ball up court a lot and looked pretty good doing it. Um, it's not something that's going to happen, but yeah, I think it would be a fun thing to play with. Well, I, I think we might see some, a lot of different things here in the next several games uh, until we get. I mean, why back, not? Maybe. Um, I mean, we've done a lot of sort of like just bring the, not even a press break, just kind of a, a, a point guard by committee. Like whoever can get to the ball and get it up the court, gets it up the court. And then in our half courts, it'll be either Turbo or Justin Powell. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, we've got to get we, – we discussed this in our Slack earlier today, me and Ryan. We, we've got to get more touches for Jalen. Um, they were limited against Gonzaga because he was – on the bench basically the whole game uh, until it was way too far out of reach uh, or not too far out of reach. Just they had a stranglehold on that game and were playing too well. Um, but but Jalen ha- has to get more touches because his, his in- impact on the game is, is not as what it should be as far as he needs to have the ball in his hands. Um, and, yeah. and, and our, our two point guards are struggling to get the ball to other people. I mean, they're, they're both doing a lot of dribbling and just kind of passing it back and forth at the top of the key with whoever happens to be up there. Yeah. That's kind of reflected in the usage percent. So just that's basically uh, whoever has the ball at the end of the possession, uh, whether, whether they're shooting it, fouled, turning it over, whatever. Um, Jalen is six on the team right now and, in usage percentage, hmm. that's uh, that shouldn't right. happen. He's he's arguably your best player right now, and he needs to be one significantly more involved. <laughs> number one, right? Uh, who who is number one? That Thor. would be JT Thor. Mm, that's right. <laughs> Thor's number one, and I think if he's Thor taking a lot of shots, yeah, because <laughs> right, I think he's trying to shoot himself out of a slump too, in some ways, which is what I would recommend he do. Like I. I'm, I'm a, I would have been the kind of coach who would say, you keep shooting until that thing goes in if you think you're a shooter. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is for him to be like, my issue with Justin Powell is, I don't think Justin Powell wants to shoot the ball. There have been multiple cases where Bruce has gotten all over him because he's not shooting the rock. And you're like, hey, man, you're here to do this one thing. Like, we need you to play point guard yeah. for us, but really, we need you to shoot threes because you're the only yeah. guy on the team who's super confident uh, I wish we could uh, we should we could take Turbo's attitude and give it to Justin Powell because Turbo ain't afraid to shoot that ball. No, uh, even think, if it's a really bad shot, he's not afraid to do it. I want I want Justin to go in there when his first home game and just say, "I'm taking six threes. Period. Yeah, and I don't care when they come. I'm getting six up. I'm yeah. getting my six shots up today, and I, I really like." even though it's not necessarily a natural flow of the game thing, but to have that in your mind, like I got to take six threes or coach is going to be on me. Um, it'll work and he'll get more shots up. Like I, it was frustrating in the UCF game. There were times where I felt like there were not just him. There was a couple of guys that I think Bruce was wanting to wanting more out of in terms of shooting. And after the game, the quote from Coach Pearl was was basically that. Like I, I felt like I had more confidence in my guys' offense than they did. And I don't know if it was because the slump everyone seemed to be in. Yeah. But something spooked Auburn, and they really weren't taking the threes that we've seen this team take. They were taking some bad shots in the paint they shouldn't have been taking. Mm-hmm. They were missing layups, but they just weren't – they really weren't taking the threes at the rate that I thought – they were open. Jamal was the only one really willing to just do it. And that dude made six, didn't he? Or no, he yeah. didn't make six. He made four. Five? Yeah. Four. I know he had, yeah. at one point he had 12 points on threes, which, great. That's, Jamal was five for 12. Okay, awesome. Five. That's yeah, a, over 50%, buddy. No, under. Under. But just under. I still want him taking, I would love him to be five for 12 every game. Yeah. Like, that's great. Really? He had a great game. Yeah, I thought so too. The only thing I don't um, – yeah, the, the guys that I was – I'll tell you who had it, who I thought had an okay game or an okay three games was Stretch. I think Stretch yeah. is 
think he's doing what we need him to do. I think he's better right now than Horace Spencer was at that same role. Probably. I don't – Being I a don't, defensive enforcer. Being this defensive only, enforcer, he can shoot a three. He's made a three already this year. Yeah. He, the, the only thing with him, I, I don't think he's – the physical side, if anybody's super physical, I, I don't think he's going to be able yeah, to, to we handle don't know it. Yet. No one's been no, – we haven't played a um, team that's overtly – Right. Kind of try to rough us up. I but, think Stretch is also though like he's a rebounding monster. Yeah, and he he also he he's well he's so freaking long he can like cover the whole court like it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, um, and, and this is a guy who I don't who hasn't really been playing basketball that long, so it's yeah. it's pretty. Uh, I, I'm I like what I see out of Stretch. Um, I, I think he is he's our best five that we have. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some lineup shakeup going forward too. Um, Bruce is going to try whatever to get us out of whatever funk that we've seemed to have descended into. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I thought stretch played really well. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many points he scored this over those games. I, I would off the top of my head, I'd say maybe six a game, something like that. Um, which is probably about all you need from a guy like that if everyone else is, you know, doing what they need to do, which we were not. I would love him to be eight points, eight rebounds, somewhere yeah. in there every game. Yeah. But I, I got a feeling like – I think Ferg mentioned this on his podcast, on him and Painter's podcast on Sunday, that Auburn blocked like seven or eight shots against Gonzaga. Yeah. yeah. And that's the number one team in the country, a team that doesn't get a lot of shots blocked traditionally. Yeah, right. There's a decent chance Auburn is a monster in conference play at blocking shots. Yeah, I, I think that's that, that could absolutely happen. And, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like Stretch is a guy that could have two or three, like, monster games, like where he scores, like, 15 points and, you know, eight blocks or something crazy like that in, in one game. If he just Reminiscent gets, of the uh... – Anthony Macklemore experience. Yeah, like, no, that's who, that's who he, that's who he kind of reminds me of. In that, um, he's just range, his range in the paint. Like he he doesn't have to stick to one spot. Austin was pretty good between, you know, in the lane. Austin could defend anybody down there in the lane. Once you get outside that, I think. Austin was a little bit more of a liability, and I don't think Stretch is in that in that regard. Um, so that that that's what's great about Stretch. Mm-hmm. So for comparison's sake, last year Austin Wiley had let's see, three point one blocks for forty. Anthony had two point two blocks for forty, and we have multiple guys doing better than that this year. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Williams is at two and a half blocks per forty. Uh, Javon Franklin in his limited minutes has got three blocks for 40. Whoa. He's, he's been impressive. You got to throw out anybody who has under 18 minutes <laughs> in terms of. Sure. So, so stretch has 3.1 blocks for 40 and, and he's uh, played big a, boy. Dylan, Dylan Cardwell's got 5.1. Dylan Cardwell. We talk about him a little bit. Dylan Cardwell Dude. is a guy I had forgotten about from the recruiting wrap ups, but he's playing. He, he reminds me body wise of a Sean May deep cut chief. Sean yeah. May. Yeah. North Carolina Tar Heel. Ryan, do you remember Sean May from North I Carolina? I have no North idea who Sean May is. <laughs> National champion, North Carolina Tar Heels, was Rashad McCants and Sean May. Sure. Marvin Williams. Those are names. Oh, I know Marvin Williams. Yeah. Former Atlanta Hawks. Great. The Hawks for a while, yeah. They drafted him over Chris Paul, famously. Um, Sean May built like. I thought you were talking about the paint company there for a second round. No. The difference between Sean May Carville's not the offensive soft touch around the basket can make everything within 15, within fifteen feet that a guy like Sean May was. But those guys don't really exist that like that anymore. But he is a big body that's tough to move out of the way on defense. Yeah. Yeah. For I, I eighteen think years this, old, geez Louise. I think this dude is going to be really good in a, in next year, and then the next year could be a monster. 
Like he's going to terrorize this league as an upperclassman. Yeah, yeah I think Auburn, so. If Auburn fans will look at this season the way that Maverick Dallas Mavericks fans looked at this past and the first first Luca year, Luca Doncic's first two years, where you nobody. No Mavericks fan in the city of Dallas thought the Mavericks were going to make the playoffs Luca's rookie year. And we didn't. So every year, every game, it was, holy cow, what's he going to do? Yeah. What cool that, thing. Not- let's watch him. Let's do something. Let's, let's see if he improves. You know, it wasn't, oh, man, we lost to the Bucks. That's going to really hurt our playoff chances. We know we're not making the playoffs. Yeah, that, so that's how cares? I, I – came into this season that's how i was coming into this season even before the the you know postseason ban announcement stuff is just to it's just to have fun and like i don't i know a lot of people listening to this probably did not pay that much attention to auburn basketball for years but if 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 you did you watched plenty of freaking seasons with no hope of making there's plenty to play for and that's just that's pride that's trying to see if you can have a winning season and continue that streak going there's plenty to play for here and, and like beating and, alabama and beating alabama and we have all these young, all this young talent that's this has got to be the most talented roster top to bottom that we've ever had um since the 80s for, for um, sure and uh, you know it's just have fun with it and and I, I am having fun despite the 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 losses. Just seeing the flashes of brilliance from Thor, for instance, um, uh, seeing just enjoying watching stretch play. I, I like watching that guy play. Um, watching JT or JT uh, Justin Powell uh, kind of grow into the point guard role. Like he, he's looked a little better every game. Um, Hopefully he'll get comfortable enough soon to start taking some shots and and be a serviceable point guard until we don't need him to be a serviceable point guard anymore. Uh, whether that be this year, next year, whenever. Yeah. Um, and even through these first three games, he's he's still scoring eleven points a game. Yeah, he's he's doing. It's okay. not like he's just actually eleven points ball. a game is about what you probably expect from a three-star freshman coming in. Right, <laughs> like that's way more than and, you expect. No, for sure. And very quietly, uh, he's got almost seven rebounds a game too. Yeah, I, I love Carver. That's, that's wild from a point guard, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talking about Powell? Sorry. Yeah. Yes, he's he's actually a really really skilled rebounder. Like he's he's a. You don't Javon, uh, Javon McCormick, remember? Yeah, similar to Javon. Like, you don't see a lot of point guards who – well, he's a shooting guard. Let's put it – Powell is a shooting guard. Yeah, he yeah. is a he's two a who is being forced to play one. But even Samir um, had four rebounds a game. Javon was four. Yeah, this is Isaac seven. Okoro had four and a half. I think – well, I think Javon's was super high when he was the, the backup, right? Like – I seem to remember. Javon was a better rebounder than he should have been for his height. Yeah, I, I seem to remember sure. a couple of years ago he got some like crazy rebounds. Jared was an okay rebounder. Yeah. It, when, when you're uh, Powell, is, you're, uh, Justin Powell is six six. Justin Powell is a yeah, six six right. rebounder. He's more like Mustafa Harrod to bring up Mustafa. Well, and when you when you're a guard too, uh, it's all about knowing. It's it's a little bit like how Dennis Rodman was such a good rebounder. Knowing where that ball is going to bounce off the rim and being in the right place more than it is boxing out and stuff like just that. Follow that, your shot. Yeah, well, not follow, follow everybody's shot. Um, right. In, in that case. And, and the thing that Auburn does, we haven't talked about this. We'll take let's take a break after we talk about this. Yeah, sure. In modern basketball, especially in the NBA, offensive rebounding is a statistic that no one cares about anymore. Like it doesn't they just run back. They get back on defense. They would rather yeah. save a possession on defense. Dan, because because teams are getting so good at transition baskets, especially yeah. transition three pointers, you cannot risk giving up an easy two on one end because you're trying to get a difficult rebound. Oh, that that may have been the worst part about that UCF game is they were running like the uh, the Jared Harper yeah. Bryce Brown offense on us. They hit a couple of transition threes that made me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> but Auburn is a so far, pretty elite offensive rebounding team. Like, 
Yeah, better than last year. Better than last year. Last year was a really without good Austin offense. Wiley, who was amazing at yeah. offensive rebounding. Austin Wiley was like God created an offensive rebounder. Like that was what that was. But yeah, this team this team has not had a put back dunk yet, but has come extremely close to like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it will not shock me if all of a sudden we're just put back dunk, put back dunk. Because right. they've mistimed a bunch of jumps. Because every single guy on the team is He's trying going. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Every guy on the team is trying to get an offensive rebound, and most of these dudes can jump out of the gym on this year's team, and so they're trying to get offensive rebounds and then throw them back up as fast as possible. So I think I'm excited to see that going forward. I really think that offensive rebounding is going to keep Auburn in a lot of games it has no business being in in this season, because. We're going to get two possessions instead of just one on a lot of trips yeah. on the court. Um, and I just, yeah, I really think we get Justin Powell playing the two at some point that we will, those offensive rebounds will turn into wide open threes by Justin Powell at the corner. And that will be with Jalen Williams at the point. There we go. Hopefully, Shreve Cooper at the point. Let's take a break. Yeah. All right, and we're back on what might be a short podcast this week. I don't know. 35 minutes, 26 seconds into this pod. And we talked about everybody except, really, we haven't spoken a lot about Devin Cambridge, who hmm. is playing very similarly to Devin Cambridge at the end of last season. So, Or if, most of last season, yeah, if, uh, if I... <laughs> You want to be quite honest about it. The thought was if this dude can get more minutes and get more practice and put a little more Mm -hmm. beef on his body, he will be a more consistent player. And he's kind of the same guy still. Yeah. I think he's got a bigger role, but I don't know what – he's not doing a ton with it. It seems pretty clear that he's – being expected to be the primary scorer, at least from the guards. Yeah. It just hasn't hasn't been happening. I think I you're mean, right. Let's see. How many how many threes has he taken so far? He did he did all right the first game. Right? Am I am I misremembering that? He first uh, game he took see. a ton of shots with yeah. his headband on. The headband. Yeah, he put he had a double double in the St. Joe's game. 13 points, 10 rebounds, but he was, only 11 per, he was only 11% from three. That ain't good. Uh, that ain't going to cut it. Yeah. That, that'll get Jamal Johnson taking your so spot. For, for the season, he's three for 17. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's worrisome. Because that, that's a guy who got some minutes last year. You'd hope. You need your guys that got minutes last year to produce. Uh, and that is not production. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he knows it too. I mean, I, I think I'm he, sure you saw, uh, he posted earlier today, just, you know, you always hate to see an athlete apologizing to fans for, Oh man, no, I know I've played bad. Don't apologize. But, yeah. I mean, he, uh, put <laughs> the that, fact that, that out earlier the today. Fact that, uh, Auburn basketball player, an Auburn basketball player, would feel the need to apologize to Auburn <laughs> basketball fans is the weirdest timeline that Auburn basketball could go on because you never saw the Lebo teams apologize because there was no one to apologize to. Yeah, yeah who are you apologizing to? There, there was I, yeah. the bookies in the Barbie <laughs> seasons to apologize to. Sorry, uh, World Wide West. I'm, I, I'm sorry. There is nobody out there that hopes that – they can improve more than Devin Cambridge. Like he, I, I'm sure that he, right? He wa- he wants to be the guy, and I, you know, uh, maybe he he needs. Uh, maybe everybody just needs to reevaluate real quickly before you know we play another game and figure what out. What I think actually will help at. is them getting out of Florida, coming yeah, back home. Sure. sure. Um, Th- this could uh, well a, a young team as well, and I, normally I would be like, well. Of course, home's going to be great because we're well, our crowd's great and all that. Uh, but just again, what we discussed earlier—the the being sleeping in your own bed, all that stuff—just um, being at home could greatly help this young team. Mm. Um, and 
you know, maybe maybe when that happens, we'll see more out of uh, guys like Devin and, and Thor. Um, yep, and they'll be at home this Friday. Yeah, they finally. Will. Oh, who's going to see that game? Either one of you two guys? I, I no, think so it's going to be mostly students. students. Yeah, yeah since students. The way they broke it up losers. is that with the when classes are in session, students are going to get priority for tickets. Over the holiday break, it'll be yeah. Non-students. Will Sharif Cooper be in attendance? Yes. Attendance, yeah. Well, he's a student. Right? At the very worst, he gets a student ticket. Right. You'd hope. You think it, I wonder if Bruce would be like, hey, man, it's a little bit distracting if you were out here turning the ball yeah. over 14 times and you're still on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, does he sit on the bench in the streets? A la Danjel Purifoy. That's true. Danjel's on the bench for every game, wasn't he? That year. Yep. This is freshman year, yep. Um, he also practiced, I believe. So, Yeah, Sharif's not even being allowed to practice, as far as we know. As far as we know. He, there was the, the, you know, people said he practiced late, well, a couple weeks ago now at this point. They've been gone a week. Right. Uh, but, you know, who knows about that. But. Crow, uh-huh. I got a question for you. Sure. I'm looking at uh, our opponent for Friday, uh, South Alabama. I'm looking at their schedule, and so far they've played two D2 teams. I'm assuming you can guess where the first one is because the name of the school is Mobile. The second school that they played uh, actually today, Emmanuel. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of the concept. God with us. Sure, but like Incarnation, the school. No. Uh, I've, I've never heard of it either. <laughs> Is it Emmanuel uh, College? Emmanuel College. Uh, let's see. Google is telling me it is a private co-ed Catholic school in no Boston. Doubt. I wonder if it's the same one. There could, there could be multiple Emmanuel Colleges. That would not shock me. It was founded as the first women's Catholic college in New England in 1919. It is a member of the colleges of the Fenway Consortium. I wonder if it's in a. These are a lot of Boston things that I don't know. Yeah. So you said it's Division Two. I'm assuming these these don't count for towards Kid Palm, I guess. Well, regardless, they won 86 to 47. Gosh. But they did lose to Jack State. Uh, last Sunday, seventy-seven, seventy-three. Okay. Jack State's great. I don't, they sure I don't, are. I don't know if they're great. But. <laughs> <laughs> so their only game against the a one A opponent they've lost, and it was to Jack State. Well, they also played FAU uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving and one by two. These jokers played a full season already. Yeah, four games, man. Uh, Jacksonville crushed FAU, I think. So yeah, I mean South Alabama is. So they're three and one, but you know two wins against D two teams. They're two hundred fourteenth in uh, Ken Palm. Uh, just looking at their uh, their breakdown real quick. They like to play nice and slow. They are three hundred thirtieth in tempo. Gross. Three hundred sixty five. Three hundred sixty something. Uh, but they Ooh. can shoot the daylights out of the ball. They're shooting fifty percent from three. No. No. No, that's good because remember last year, I told you about all these teams that oh, couldn't shoot right. the ball from three, and they would shoot forty-five percent yeah, so against Auburn. You're, you're trying to put the Ryan curse on these guys. Sure, he's reverse curse. Flip it around on them. The reverse jinx. Uh, um, um, shooting, hmm. they're fifty percent. They don't rebound from particularly well. Uh, that so it, it troubles me that they shoot that well from three because our perimeter defense is not particularly good. Usually, what happens when a team with more talent that is faster, that wants to run up and down. And I think Auburn actually wants to run up and down more than they I, have I, been. I do too. Which is wild because they it feels well, like the game is out of control. But I think Bruce wants it to be more out of control. Our our half court offense blows. I well, think that's why we want to just yeah. run them up and down. So I think you don't need a point guard if you're just going in transition. Exactly. All the time. Exactly. Exactly. I think that I think that in this game. He kept kind of an immovable object versus a irresistible force type game. Where like 
is Auburn going to be able to speed them up or are they going to slow Auburn down? And I think it's going to come down to who's missing shots, who's making shots, who's getting rebounds. Oh, oh boy. And I believe that Auburn's going to get more <laughs> rebounds than them. Yeah, that's true. And defensive rebounds equal pace because Auburn yeah. will get a missed shot and turn around and make it into pace. Yeah, I, yeah, we could boat race them. Very much uh, so. A nice discrepancy that I don't I th- know if Auburn has ever t- had the advantage of. Um, the average height for South Alabama is, uh, help me do the math, 75 and a half inches. That's what, six foot three? Yeah. Uh, That's their Auburn's, average height? Yeah. Auburn's average height so, is 78.7, which is six, six, six and a half. Six. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I, that's, our that women's Auburn, basketball team might be taller than that no. team. <laughs> I know. So th- that means Auburn is uh, 12th in the country in average height, which is weird. And yeah. South Alabama is 234th. So we're, we're already a good rebounding team, and they are a pretty poor rebounding team. Uh, I think that will be hmm. uh, even more exaggerated in this game. We need to quickly look up what is the record for rebounds in the game. It's gonna be a SWAT SWAT fest too. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to put a lineup out there of Cardwell, Stretch, Jalen, Thor, and uh, yeah, we'll let Justin Powell be out there because he's still taller than most of their team. Man, anybody know what is the record for most rebounds in a game in Auburn basketball history? Uh, great question. It While is, you're looking at that, um, it is Rex Frederick. Born in 1936 in Hamilton, Alabama, played for the Auburn Tigers, and in 1957, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, had 27 rebounds versus SMU. Whoa! Good grief! Now that's a lot of rebounds. Obviously, pre-integration, so it's a lot of missed shots. Doesn't really count, but 27. 27 rebounds. The whole team will get that many in one half. He has his. In 2006, he had his jersey retired. So one of three Tiger. He was the third Auburn Tiger with a retired yeah. jersey. Yep. He organized, and guess what, Chief and Ryan? Fun fact about Rex Frederick: he organized and started the University of South Alabama Jaguars basketball team in 1966. Whoa. No, he really. <laughs> Guys, I think for Rex Frederick's honor, that record comes down. <laughs> this week. <laughs> well, so who gets 27 or 28? 28 rebounds. Oh, man. I think, Dil- I think Dylan Cardwell. <laughs> no, it has to be a starter. So I'm thinking, I'm yeah. thinking it's going to be Stretch Akimbola. We'll what come, if it's Justin Powell? We'll come down with 28 rebounds. <laughs> Justin Powell. If Justin Powell gets 28 hey, rebounds if, in a game, he's going to go for this if year. they're chucking up those threes, though, that's – I mean, he's just as likely to stretch. He'll have a triple-double if he gets 47 <laughs> rebounds in a game, which I think, yeah, I think I – think, is he, is he, Does he go pro next week? If, next uh, week. He goes, I'm out. I'm just going to go play in Australia, you guys. I'm out of here. Give me, give me stretch. Give me 28 rebounds by the big man. 28. Man. That's a – so. This, I'm going to say Stretch gets close to a triple-double in this game. The problem with 28 rebounds versus USA is that it is if – I mean, If he a, gets a, 28 rebounds, it's because for some reason the game is really close and he's had to play all 40 minutes. Yeah. And that also <laughs> means we're still not shooting the ball well. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what we'd like for him to do is get 28 rebounds in the first half because they are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he's just getting every defensive rebound. <laughs> he's just catching air balls and throwing them back out. I, I mean, I, I honestly could see him getting close to a triple-double. Like, Stretch? really? Yeah. I could see him being this is gonna close be fest. at some point, yeah. He For could sure. have, like, eight blocks in this game. <laughs> so I'm looking rebounds, at their uh, South points. Alabama's rotations, and Ken Palm only has them playing seven seven players. Oof. That's uh. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. I don't. I don't want to be overconfident about any game with this Auburn team. Just, to, just to be quite frank about how I feel things are going at the moment, until this team can figure out what it's doing. But a team uh, that is an average height of six three, uh, 
shoots a lot of shots and um, only plays seven players and wants to play slow against our giant team that wants to play fast. Uh, also shoots a lot of shots. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Tigers in this one. So am I, guys. Give me another Rex Frederick fun fact while we're while we're here. Yeah, let's do it. This so is, Rex Frederick was a All American selection in 1959 and is a high school player, three time mm-hmm. All SEC player. Uh, so as we as you guys know, John Mingle was the first Auburn Tiger with his jersey retired. Yes. Sir Charles Barkley with his second. Was the second Auburn Tiger with his jersey retired? Rex Frederick had his jersey retired on the same day as two other Auburn Tigers. Yes, I am aware of this. I'm pretty sure yeah. I was there that day. The Person brothers both have their yeah. jerseys retired uh, right next cousins, to Rex Frederick. Right? Cousins, right? Person cousins. They all got their jersey retired on the same day. So you know what? Maybe we can get uh, two things to come down that day, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Let's get a record come down. Let's get a jersey to come down. Uh, Last thing on USA, their uh, their starting five by height is six foot, six one, six three, six five, and six eight. No, that ain't gonna cut it. You ain't gonna win <laughs> many ball games in Division One with that. Oh man! At least six, they got eight. the six eight guy. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think Auburn had a couple uh, teams. Like he's their like least that. used player. Auburn had a lot of teams like that, Chief. Yeah. Auburn had a team that was that way, and the six eight guy was the point guard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, cinnamon. Yeah. Um. You know. Whatever. Uh. What uh, do we have? Any other games this week? Just that one. Any. What? Yeah. So the next game is. Uh, let's see. Uh, after the oh, so yeah, it's uh, not until Memphis on December twelfth. That's my birthday. Hmm. There we go. Oh, that's uh. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Oh, it's the day before we'll be my stepmom's birthday. birthday. Yeah. What's that? It's the day before my stepmom's birthday. Oh. Uh, uh, we got a football game this weekend, right? Sure. I mean, coming off a bye, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with where the team's standing right now. Yeah. You know, we could still go, what, 7-3? Uh, and three? That's it. Pretty, that's respectable. Just playing nine games, right? Yeah. Seven and three is about exactly what everyone thought we would go. Problem is the three. Oh, I think a lot of people thought we were going five and five. But I think the issue with seven and three is that that, as per usual, two of the three are predictable, and the the one is just oh, hands in like, the air. Yeah, I, I you know ugh. I I don't think uh, assuming, and this is a, a big assumption that uh, the previous game did not break the psyche of this team, I, I don't think there's any reason we shouldn't win this weekend. Uh, I have, I, as expressed many times on this pod, zero respect for Bo Fisher. Uh, I don't think he's a great coach. And um, I don't think this A&M team is very good. So I'll just Tell throw it out there. Tell me your thoughts on Kellen Um, You know what? He's played better this year than in the past. Not uh, last week he didn't. And not last week against a... V- 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 very bad yeah. LSU team. Uh, Bo Nix looked like Peyton Manning against that LSU defense. Yeah, so um, was like Cooper Manning against him. Now let's hope that that wasn't his like one terrible game and he bounces back. Um, I, I just I, I don't see it. I think we're gonna win. Uh, I think A and M's gonna just go tumbling down the the rankings. I know they're fifth right now. Uh, it would uh, satisfy our uh, need to beat a highly ranked team when we're not ranked, which is an old Auburn favorite. A hit playing the hits there. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we should have a problem winning this game at home. Does it bother you that A and M is fourth in offensive success no. rate and nope. second in defensive success Zero. rate? Zero. The in stats, the, the stats this year do not even cut into my brain at all i will not be swayed by stats because from week to week you never know what you're getting with any team right and except for alabama yes, except for alabama, except for alabama. One, one team could like a&m could catch every team on a bad week and it makes them look great didn't a&m almost lose to vandy in the first week yes and um <laughs> yeah they 
beat Florida, right? Whoop de do. Um, they got blown out by Alabama worse than we did, right? At home. So, At home with the advantage of a pick six. Yeah. So I, I'm not that worried about them. Uh, it, I could see it being kind of like the Tennessee game where it's like, oh man, we're really gonna let this happen, and then we win, going away. So, um, Kellen Mond, uh, God love him. You, you know, maybe he deserves a win against Auburn. I, yeah, for once in his career. For once in his career, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, and Jimbo. And then we can all point and laugh at uh, A&M for paying Jimbo that much money. Uh, and then kind of do our thumbs over towards FSU and be like, see what he did there. That's that's what you're paying for in this. But I don't know. Yep. Crow? I'm in the same boat. We're going to beat them – Fake military dudes? I hate Texas A&M more than I hate Alabama. I know. So, I would really, 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 really enjoy beating them. Mm. It won't feel as nice because I won't see any of my family members who went there in the foreseeable future. But it will still feel nice in my heart of hearts to know that we are better than them. And that Gus is now four, has won four straight against Jimbo like, Fisher. Yeah. And that a Remember, A&M, A&M is uh, sneaky in the top 10 of the playoff ranking after early in the year, everybody was like, they're going to fire Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, he just, right. He just, in a similar way to Gus, just keeps keeps cashing them checks, keeps getting them checks. That's what he does best. And uh, yeah. and Auburn's going to beat him, I think. I think Auburn's going to beat him. I picked, I picked it big, 41-21. Your, your pick's already in. I picked him 41-21. And I don't – I think we're the number five team in the country. I don't think. I don't think they're the number. Well, I think they Auburn may be is. The number five I think Auburn ratings. is going to react. I think the Auburn defense is going to respond to last week, and I think Kevin Steele's got something cooked up for Kellen Mond. So I, I think you know Gus has a pretty decent record in uh, home games against teams that he should beat. Yeah. I mean, does this count as a uh, What's the spread? Gus needs to win this game. Game? No. Because if so, we're gonna blow out a I, I don't hope, think I, so. I hope so. Can we pretend <laughs> like it is? <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, what's the spread on this? Uh, I think Auburn's about a touchdown dog. Uh, a dog. Yeah, I, I don't see it, and uh, I think I've expressed this on the show before. I think you're anybody uh, actively betting on the season's a little crazy. Uh, maybe not mm. as much now. I just I know the stats say that A and M's actually pretty good a pretty good football team. Um, I, I just I don't buy it. I just I, I honestly don't buy it. And they could win this weekend. Auburn could play like crap. But the, the way this season has been, weird stuff happening is just weird stuff happening. And I don't know. They beat the crap out of South Carolina. I think that gives some people some pause. Um, but South Carolina is, is just a really bad game away from home. And I, I, I don't, I don't think we, we, we don't play that bad at home. So we got this. Does that sound like I'm just trying to convince myself we're going to win this? I, it sounds a bit like it. sounds it. like you already have. Oh yeah. yeah. Ryan, you think we're going to win? You know what? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, well, that's, I'm actually, that's actually more is, is it bad to say, uh, I'm probably going to miss this game. Mm. We normally do well when I do. It's true. Are you? Well, you're not going to a wedding, though. It's not a wedding, no. no. But uh, that doesn't Pop, Pop says member guests at a, his course this weekend, so we'll be playing some golf. Well, I, too, was set to go to this game, but since they decided to give us another 11 a.m. kickoff, I am unable to go. So, uh, But a friend of the, uh, friend of the show... Uh, um, Lydia and James are Lindiana going. Lindiana James. Yeah, Lindiana James <laughs> with uh, with our, our buddy uh, JG. Tate? Not Tate. Tate. Not Tate. Not Tate. Notice I said buddy. Um, 
<clears throat> but I, I I am unable to go. So, well, those of you who are go, give them help, um, and make yeah. sure we get a win. And let's talk about this next week. <laughs>